We had no way staying afloat. We had to leave on a ferry boat. Economic refugees on the run to Germany. We had the back of Maggie's hand. Times were tough in Geordie Land. Got what tools and work and gear and humped it all from Newcastle to here. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group, and here's our host, Tom Dupree. You know, uh, Mark Knopfler from Northern England started out uh, with the Dire Straits and then became just so noted for his own mastery of the guitar, and uh, he was... He became a Chet Atkins certified guitar picker. Now that that uh, moniker was reserved only for you know, people like uh, Jerry Reed, Glenn Campbell, probably Roy Clark, uh, Steve Warner from Russell Springs, Kentucky. And uh, and uh, and Mark Knopfler, uh, who who knows who else got into that um, club, if you will. But uh, this is a song from an album called Rag Picker's Dream. And, I mean, everything Mark Knopfler's put out over the years is just super good. Just a very talented musician so uh, so good at making the guitar just sound like an extension of his voice in a sense 
Okay. Um, and, and then, leave it that on. There's a movie that was put out in the early 80s called uh, Local Hero uh, with a guy named Peter Rieger. And uh, Burt Lancaster was in that movie. Oh, God. The soundtrack is so good. It's... Uh, I'll play a little bit in the second hour from that. Second half of the first hour. Second half of the first hour. The only hour today. We only got one hour. Preempted by UK football. Mark Knopfler did the soundtrack to that movie called Local Hero. Anyway. All right. Our psalm here. This is going to take a little bit of time. Psalm 65. Praise is due to you, O God in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Blessed is the one you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. By awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness. O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, the one who by his strength established the mountains, being girded with might, who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the peoples, so that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe at your signs. You make the going out of the morning and the evening to shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for you, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. That's Psalm 65. So we just went through uh, gubernatorial election. Uh, Andy Bashir was elected for... Um, Another four years. Uh, it was uh, such a, a pitiful little election. It like two really puny men, sort of flailing at each other, and uh, Andy Bashir was able to emerge from this thing looking like a big bad governor, big bad boy governor. But the reason is because the Kentucky Republican Party is so incredibly weak, compromised, um, scared of their own shadow. You know, and they thought, boy, they had the strategy. We're going to tag Bashir with Biden, and we're going to run Donald Trump endorsements for uh, for Daniel Cameron. You know, I tried to get him to come on the show 
three or four times. He was on to something with this uh, uh, battery plant over in uh, in uh, um, Glendale, Kentucky. It's going to have issues. Andy Bashir has put everything on black, if you will, with with this thing. Uh, you know, we could have gotten into the numbers. I gave Daniel Cameron every chance to come on the radio show. And he agreed once, and he then did. Canceled. And then all of a sudden, he he went dark on us. And absolutely, we never heard from him again. I mean, it was not as, you're a marked man. It was not as bad as Matt Bevin, but it was close. Uh, the Republicans are scared to death of a guy like me. Well, they found out that you are a registered independent. Well, so what? <laughs> I'm I'm basically a conservative, you know. I don't know that you have to have a registration for that. You're not going to get there being a Republican these days. They want so bad, and it's true at the national level, too. You look at these stupid debates. I mean, and there will never... And, and and so everybody now, if you look at it nationally, they're saying, well, the re- abortion question has really hurt the Republicans. So let me ask you something. You are using abortion as a way to win elections? The fact that you endorse the termination of pregnancies, that's supposed to be a growth issue, uh, um an issue that fills people with hope. I mean, I, I'm saying this now to you Democrats who just think we're going to use this abortion uh, issue and hang it around their necks and sink them in the 2024 election. Think about yourselves. You are using that as a way uh, to promote hope and, and, and so you're really making absolutely no attempt to tell the voters, listen, we've got an economic growth thing. Yeah, it's all about electric vehicles. Oh, which if you ask anybody, are you planning, anybody other than you guys, are you planning on buying an EV anytime soon or a truck and abortion? And so the the New York Times and the Washington Post would have me believe that this is a turning point for the Biden White House. You know, this abortion mess. I have an abortion story in my family. I don't know if I'll get into it this, this. I may get into it in the next half hour. But think about what, Pat, I mean, obviously you Democrats are in the driver's seat. At least you think you are right now. Because the Republicans are so scared of their own message. They're scared of their own shadows. I mean, I I even know locally. It was, you know, one of these uh, local elections. The Republican was so scared to really talk about conservative ideas. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to wake up the liberals. Well, they beat her anyway. I mean, it's just it, Vivek Ramaswamy 
who will say just about anything to get attention, really went off on the National Republican Party the other day that you're a bunch of losers. You know what? He's right. Mo, uh, you, you, the Kevin McCarthy type of Republican is basically a Democrat. You know, they don't want any, well, I, I, I just, you're losers. Embrace it. You're the Washington generals. You show up. And the, it's not because the Democrats have a great message that resonates with the voters. It's because the Republicans are so piss poor. That's why uh, you keep losing elections. And then you don't control the voting process. And everybody in this country knows <laughs> whoever controls the voting process is probably going to get things to go their way. You guys have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. They act like it's all a level playing field. Why are they trying so hard to keep the January 6th uh, videos from being released? Maybe Mike Johnson will do something. I think that this guy is incredible. The left can't figure him out. Maybe we'll get him on the radio show at some point. Um, but I just, uh, I see this stuff and I think, God, you guys are so weak. Just embrace being a conservative. Be, the liberals are going to hate you. Don't try to make yourself palatable to people who can't stand you. Look what's happening to Jews who have tried to make friends with Hamas. They want to exterminate them. How stupid can you get? And I, I have felt for a long time that American Jewish people are overeducated and not very good at common sense. They will make friends with all kinds of people that do not have their best interests at heart. It's the same thing with Republicans. They're supposed to be carrying a message of hope. And, and he, go back to John Boehner. Go back even before that. The Republicans have always been weak. That's why I'm not one. I'm an independent. It means I have no zero political future ever. Don't worry about Tom Dupree running for something and winning. You know, you can, you can calm down. Cause that, that ain't going to happen. I don't, I mean, I'm like Gatewood Galbraith, you know, it just not going to have what it takes to ever get elected. To, I, I couldn't get elected to school board. That'd be the hardest thing of all. I mean, our school board in, in Lexington Fayette County is out of control and they want to keep it that way. But, um, un, until, there is somebody in politics that begins to stand up and not be afraid of calling abortion for what it is, killing an innocent child. That's what it is. I mean, you know, you can't make it any different, but boy, they're scared of this issue 
And now they're, they're, they're having a hard time talking about abortion. I understand. Everything you read, the Republicans are just having a hard time talking about abortion, and it's going to be hung around their necks. So uh, don't expect anything to get any better if you're a conservative. You know, don't, don't expect it to get better. Donald Trump tells the truth on these things, but they're going to try to tag him for so long. I mean, it, it, he just enrages the liberals. So consequently, most Republicans see that reaction and they freak out and they say, well, let me see if I can sort of drift into office uh, by not making the liberals mad at me. And, and that's, boy, that's a winning strategy. I mean, it, it obviously is getting a lot of elections won here. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? Well, we, the abortion issue is such an explosive emotional one for so many people. And I understand the fear of somebody else having control of your body. I do get that part. I also understand the religious. How would somebody else have control? If the government says whether or not you can do to your own body. Anyway, I, I get that part of it. So you I buy also, into that. I also, you're, you're like, like every other also woman in get this world. The so that religious means nobody, side of it. that's never going to. Are, are you glad to see Roe versus Wade gone, or do you think it should still be there? I struggle with somebody being able to say what I can do. You do you call yourself I, a conservative? I don't agree personally with the oh, act. Oh, well, that's the whole thing. That, and see, that's see, the word. Everybody's that's scared to say, well, I disagree with it personally. I am not but scared I don't want to legislate say it. it yet. Well, I'm okay. not scared to say it. You got to stand but for something. But it scares me. For what somebody scares to, you? to tell people what they can do and what they can't do with their own bodies. Uh, I, I'm gonna, that, that concerns me. Okay. Just what about like murdering cons- somebody? Well, can you do that with your own body? Can you kill? So you don't believe that the, the unborn child is a real living human being. That's the No, that's I didn't say question. that. I yeah, d- you actually no, did. No, I didn't. I, what I said was I don't agree with somebody else being able to tell me what I can do so with that my means own body. That, that the, the baby that is mean, your body. It's not its own. Well, it's in my body. Yeah. So therefore, I'm giving it life. That's right. And, 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 but you believe that until that baby is born, it's just a part of you, like some tissue that could, that could be removed and you really haven't done anything to kill something. No, I I didn't say that I would. Well, do, you did say I that. didn't say I would do anything. I said myself I don't agree with doing okay. that. See, that's the very viewpoint. That's why. That's the gray area. It isn't gray, but you choose to see it as gray, and the people who are like me are considered radical. The truth is, for centuries, millennia. It was viewed the way I'm talking about it. And now, since Roe versus Wade, and people that talk like you're talking basically would 
be okay with Roe versus Wade being reinstituted. And guess what? You're going to get that because if they keep putting these, uh, the Ohio thing that passed is actually more liberal in terms of allowing for abortions right up to the moment of conception than the Roe versus Wade thing is. It is now going to, you can just about abort a baby in Ohio because it's now in their constitution. It was voted in 60 to 40. So everybody wanted this. And no, they, they, a little over half wanted it. 60% of voters, that's considered a landslide, a lot over half. You know, and, and basically what it enables, what you don't understand. What you didn't even get into is the selling of the parts. That's the. That's, yeah, I mean, okay, so you, so you becomes, have a problem with so that. So it becomes business. Well, abortion is a business. You've got to stand for something. I mean, you got to say this isn't a this isn't about woman's safety or being able to do what you want with your own body. It's about a freaking business. It's a big ass business. The abortion industry's huge. All Don't right, give me that BS. We gotta go for this segment, and I gotta go home with this guy tonight. Lord, you already mercy. are home with him. Yeah. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with our host, Tom Dupree. If you'd like to hear more of the Tom Dupree Show, you can always go to dupreefinancial.com and click on the radio tab. We'll be back with our one and only second half of our hour this week. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show for our one and out only hour this week. We're powered by Dupree Financial Group, and here's our host, Tom Dupree. So this song is on the soundtrack of um, of local hero, 
and it it really is barely in the movie. You can kind of hear it playing in the background when they're in a pub or something. You only catch a little piece of it, but the whole song is is on the soundtrack. And this is Mark Knopfler also. And this is from like 1981 or two. Because the reason I know is it shows downtown Houston. And they were still building the Texas Commerce Tower, which was finished when I got there in late 1983 to live until 1988. That was interesting time in my life. This is a hell of a song. It's beautiful. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell one more story about a woman who did not have an abortion. Uh, In 1930, a young lady in her 20s was pregnant with her second child in Louisville, Kentucky. Her doctors advised her that this delivery was going to be much rougher than the first one. They said, in the case of the life of the mother, we will terminate your pregnancy for you. There was no Roe versus Wade back then. This was something commonly done. It wasn't talked about. There was shame and sadness in it. It wasn't an industry where it where the act of an abortion was celebrated and where there was an actual profit motive behind the termination of a pregnancy. It was an absolute last resort to save the life of the mother. This lady went home, prayed for three or four days. She was not a woman of prayer. She didn't know how to pray. But at the end of that time, she said, you know what? I am going to have the baby come what may. She delivered that baby July 10th, 1930. July 13th, she was dead from birth complications. That woman was my grandmother, and that baby was my dad. For years, we didn't know where even her grave was because my grandfather remarried, and like so many second wives do, she basically tried to erase the memory of the first wife from the family history. One day, 10 or 12 years ago, summer day in Louisville, Kentucky, I found her grave. My grandmother, who gave her life so that I could be here, and my brother and two sisters, one of which is recently deceased, Now, we like to talk about how great it is. You know, we even hear stories about women celebrating their abortion. 
That is absolutely noxious to me. I don't understand how a society gets to the point where that is something that's considered an election platform that will get you elected. There's something sick about a society that celebrates that kind of thing. It's beyond sick. It's dead. And if that's really where we are, that the party that champions this and promotes it and acts like it's a more important right than almost any other right is free to do what the hell they want to do and the the ones that are supposed to be opposing it are simply too afraid and fearful to say anything because they too are getting paid for showing up and acting like they're the opposition. I mean, plus the ruling party now can steal elections with impunity and basically censure anybody who says otherwise. I mean, we are sunk at least in political terms. People will go on, they will live their lives They'll live nobly. They'll refuse to participate in this stupidity. Good people will get into government for the right reasons. They will be excoriated, scorned, beaten, harassed. But they'll still do it. And sometimes they'll make progress. But for the most part, until people change, they won't. And I don't see any catalyst for people to change other than catastrophe. Now, let's talk business for a little bit. What happens during catastrophic periods? Well, a lot of your economic indicators slow down, and one of which is the... uh, leading economic indicators, which are published by the conference board. This has been declining for 18 months. That's a year and a half. You've been getting lower readings every month. We've recently been in a place in Florida. It's dead. Uh, Is it going to pick up later in the season? Maybe, but I'm told that the people down here have never seen it this slow. What does this mean? I think it undoubtedly means, if not a recession, a, a slowdown. What happens during slow periods? The demand for money begins to decline. That is the demand for money to do new business type things. That on top of high interest rates, which we've had, pushes us into a slowdown. As you go into that slowdown, since the demand for money begins to 
moderate or decline interest rates, which is the rental cost of money. Nothing more than the cost of renting money. Interest rates also begin to decline. And when interest rates begin to decline, bond prices go up. Now, I had a guy tell me the other day, he said, well, you're running this uh, ad on the radio about buying bonds, but interest rates are going up. You, you, you sure you didn't screw up and uh, you know, forget to change that ad? And I said, no. I still am sticking by my belief that over the next however many months or even years, you're going to get lower interest rates, significantly lower than where we are right now. I think so. today as we speak, the uh, 10-year treasury is at a yield to maturity of about 4.63. I think in a year to 15 months, we may see 3.63 on the 10-year treasury. Um, I don't know when these inflation readings are really going to start dropping. Inflation begins to calm down when the economy begins, begins to calm down. Now, there could be certain things that push it up every now and then that weren't foreseen, that were unforeseen things. But I don't see that lasting. So what we've done is focus on Longer-term bonds as are part of our investment approach, a big part, actually. And how do I explain this? At the root of everything to do with money are interest rates. When interest rates rise, it affects the price of everything, especially things that have to be bought on credit, like a house, like a car, like stocks, which people buy them in margin accounts. If the money's free, you can buy stocks and you don't have to worry about it because you're not paying anything in interest. You have to worry about it if the stock goes down. You do. But the truth is, is the carry is not eating you alive. You can wait till it goes back up again if you're if you're getting the money for free. So free money, i.e. low interest rate money, makes people do a lot of funky things, some of which is not that smart. Now, when money begins to have a cost attached to it, things change. And then you want to get to the point of being a lender, not a borrower. And if you're buying bonds, you're a lender. You're able to get interest on your money. And now we have seen the return of interest on one's money just at a time when the rest of the economy is beginning to slow down. Meaning that it may just be the absolute best place to invest money right now is in bonds of some kind. 
Now, how do I know this? Well, I don't. What experience do I have? 45 years, starting in the bond business in 1978. Am I smart? Probably not. Am I experienced? Uh, Yeah, I am experienced. And given that I do have experience in these markets, Doing this kind of stuff, I will tell you that I do believe we're seeing opportunity in bonds that we haven't seen in years, in in many years. How many years? Three decades? No, actually, the last time we had a good opportunity in bonds was 2008, the fall of 08. So that's 15 years. Was it pretty short-lived, though? Yes. It was. But some stuff got unbelievably cheap. But so, and maybe in 1978-ish? Well, the, the bonds got really dirt cheap in 81 and 82. So that's been 43 year, to 42 years, 42, 41 years. And then they were cheap for years as, they, as rates began to keep going lower. They weren't as cheap as they were then. But it took a long time for them to rally all the way to where they did. Then they got cheap again in 08. And the reason was because everybody thought everything was going to default. Okay, so explain cheap in the bond, High yield. In, in bond terms. High yield. When the yield goes up, when you can get a bond for 7 8 9%, that's cheap. When the, when the yield on the bond is 2 3 4%, that's expensive. So it's expensive to lend your money for 2 to 3 to 4%. And it's, it's you don't it's, get as you're paying you're paying a lot of you're paying up to loan your money you're not you're not getting much yield you're not getting much juice on so your that money. means it's expensive yeah it's sort it's of just, it's sort of counterintuitive I think it is very much so but it ain't hard once you learn the language but, I mean there's a lot of dumbasses and, that, but that's that are in a, the bond business that's up for you to Me teach being one the of language them. yeah I, there's a lot of guys in the bond business that I've known over the years that are not real smart okay so and and they not I mean it in a book sense they're not real academically smart they you know the, they they just know the language of bonds and how to buy and sell them and they make money, or at least they used to. Then everybody got out of the bond business because it got every, the bonds were so expensive for so long. I mean, I was talking to the guy who's sort of the head of the bond desk at at the big firm where we uh, keep our uh, accounts, Fidelity, actually. And you know, they don't have anybody trading these things anymore because they quit doing it because they, they were. Nobody wanted them. The yield was so low for so long. Now they're saying, hey, guys, we got to get back into this. It's cheap. And it didn't last long enough in 08 that anybody wanted yeah, to Yeah, in 08, I mean, you, did, you, you could buy some things for a few weeks, and we did. We bought some stuff. But, you know, it's just a stupid market. It, it, it didn't stay cheap for very long. Listen, our business is to make sure that you get through retirement with enough money and enough income. Do we get it perfectly all the time? Absolutely not. Could we screw up? Absolutely. 
Have we had more successes than we have screw-ups? Yes. That's why we're still in business. If you're interested in learning more about what I'm talking about and you want somebody to look at your retirement uh, savings and investments. 401k rollovers. Any of that. Any of it. IRA. 403b. 403b. uh, Christmas money. It's certainly not a good time to be lumped in a big fund with a bunch of other people. Well, gosh, you sound pretty subversive. Lord. Trying to tee you up. No, I'm not getting into that. So we're not going on a mutual fund tangent today? No, I'm just telling you that we can, you know, everybody that comes to see us, whether they open an account or not, usually get something good out of it. They learn something. They sure do. They haven't wasted their time, and it doesn't cost them anything. Now, am I going to make a pitch to try to get your business? Of course. But I understand it's not we're we're not for everybody. But we don't sell Everybody's not for us. And we don't sell anything. That's the thing. We're We're not in the business of selling you stuff to get So you won't get hot box to buy something. You're not being hot box because how can I? I don't make a commission on anything. I'm just here to consult with people. And when somebody's overly zealous to sell you something, a lot of times it's because they're making a commission. Okay. So what? We're selling a product. I, I mean, a I, let me tell you, I can't be holier than thou. There's a lot of good commission salesmen out there. I'm not throwing rocks in a glass house. I don't. I am not a commission salesman, but I'm not going to say to somebody, "Oh, he's bad because he works on commission." Those guys can make you money too. You got to find somebody you're comfortable with. It's that simple. I mean, you know. We'd like to talk to you. Even if nothing else, we just get to know you. It's fun meeting people. I'm 67 years old. That's old. I get bored. If you don't come see me, I may not have anything to do that day. Oh, my I Lord. It's a joke. What a great way to I close it's, the show. It's, it's a joke. Before. It's just a joke. We got one hour, and yeah, you're closing and the I show Yeah, and I screwed like it up that. like that. Yeah, well. You know, it's, it's seriously. Come see us. I'm gonna bail you Way out to right jump now. Jump in right there. I'm Just gonna. Ding. I'm gonna. Well, I needed to be stopped right then and there. You've been listening <laughs> to the Tom Dupree listening. Show. Our host Tom Dupree flying solo today. I'm Elizabeth, and I help him along and produce the show. If you want to hear more of the Tom Dupree Show, go to our website DupreeFinancial.com and click on the Radio Show tab. We appreciate you listening to the Financial Hour, and we will talk to you next week. Tonight we'll drink the old town dry. Keep my spirit levels high.